21 years old from Cambridge, Ontario. I was born in Newmarket and then grew up here in Cambridge. I played all my minor hockey here. And then when I got to junior, I played my first year junior B in Guelph. And then I played a few years in the OHL for the Barry Colts. And then this season was my first season pro with the Cleveland Monsters. Welcome once again, everybody, to the Monsters I View podcast. It's presented by PropSwap, and this is what? Episode, I think, 15? 14? 14. No, 15. 15. Billy was 13, right? You know what? I don't know. It's one of the episodes of the Monsters I View podcast presented by PropSwap. We are wrapping up. After this episode, we will have one more episode this season until we uh, reconvene after a little bit of a break. We are taking a little break after next episode. And I'm just going to tell you who the guest is for that one, because I think it's going to be a really great conversation. And I'm very excited to have the opportunity, Nicole, to talk to this guy, our next guest, before we get to today's guest, because we just didn't have a chance to talk to him very much during the year. So if that's a hint, our final guest on the first season of the Monsters Eye View podcast will be Monsters head coach, Mike Eaves. So really excited to talk to Ever as the announcement came down just prior to the end of the year that he would be stepping away from the Monsters bench at the end of his third season as head coach. So that's coming up. But today's guest, Nicole, is also outstanding and is also a guy who made as many headlines as pretty much anybody on the team uh, this year. And that is rookie goaltender Jet Greaves. He's a rookie no more because uh, a great first season with a little bit of NHL time, not getting into a game, but he was up there to back up a few times. Lots of AHL time proving he can be a number one goalie in this league. And then some ECHL time, too, at the beginning of the year. So we talked about this crazy first year with Jet, and uh, I think the fans are going to like to listen to this one. Jet's an interesting guy, as we know, and a lot of varied interests, Nicole, but also really strikes me as very determined to reach his hockey goals. And boy, did he take a big step in doing that last year. Yeah, he's a very focused guy, which even, you know, his answers, he's very focused, very well thought. And he brought it up in his answers that, you know, his focus is just game to game and what he's working on. But uh, he's pretty interesting you know i think the thing we've talked about with this podcast that we get to know more but especially these last couple guys are some guys that you know not only the fans may not know as well as some of our other guests but we're still getting to know too as people outside the ring so this was something that was pretty exciting for us yeah it was fun so uh looking forward to you know trotting out that conversation here in a few short minutes for you guys first though want to take a quick second to talk about our great friends at prop swap but the nba playoffs are set and have been set and props PropSwap is the best place to turn the hardwood into cold, hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams, then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoff long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. Before we get started though, Nicole, really, really quick, just wanted to say a heartfelt thank you to all of the great, great fans. It goes well beyond just the fans. They are a huge part of it for me, I think. They create the atmosphere. They give the players the environment to excel within, but it's also, it goes past just the fans. The staff, the hockey staff, the arena staff, the front office. I I just, you know, the end of the year is a time of gratitude, for me at least, and I feel like, you know, even though the Monsters missed the playoffs this year, for me, this season was 
such a win because we got back to business, we got everybody back in the building. Uh, we did so as safely as we possibly could with safety as the number one thing we're focused on throughout the entire season. And in addition to that, it was just fun to get a, a whole real full season in again and to end at home. It just felt right uh, as a way to say thanks. So, uh, for, you know, on behalf of everybody, just on behalf of myself, thank you to all the great fans. And I don't know if, you know, you wanted to say something to Nicole, but it just, uh, it changes our experience in working for the team. It changes the player's experience clearly. And uh, the support is outstanding and never taken for granted and always so deeply appreciated. So at the end of another year, the 15th for the Monsters in the AHL, I just want to take a minute to say thank you to the fans. Yeah, I just echo everything you say, especially the thanks. It's definitely, it was nice getting crowds back. I think uh, we were a step closer to normalcy. Obviously it wasn't like it was pre-COVID, but even getting to do the jerseys off the players back was something that was nice to physically see happen again. It was just, it's great. And, you know, it's great to see players get to interact with them more for us too. And, you know, do a full season again for both of us home and away games. So it's definitely been something where uh, it's great. It's just great. There's no other word to describe it. It's nothing better than getting a little bit back towards normal. So hopefully we can only continue to approve. Yes. Uh, what we know is going to happen though, right now is this conversation with Jet Greaves. Huge year in the career and life of Jet Greaves. And we dissected a great portion of it here and got to know Jet a little bit better too, in terms of his life away from the ring. So we hope you enjoy it. That's coming up next. Jet Greaves is our guest right now on the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by PropsWap. Jet, I, I just wanted to start maybe with some hockey stuff here because this was a huge, huge year for you in terms of your hockey career. Take us first, uh, just remind us what you were doing last year because you didn't play at all. Right, yeah. yeah. It was such a weird year for us, obviously, with, with the COVID situation. We had no season in the OHL, so a lot of us a lot of us junior guys around here, we just kind of had an extended offseason, ended up being like a 16-month offseason for us, which was a really different situation, but we kind of made the most of it. Unfortunately, in this area here, we've got so many good players, so we could kind of train and still compete with each other throughout the year. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and you know, I, I think when I think of your season, the first thing that came to my mind was that game up in Belleville right at the start of the year in October. I know it was your first American League appearance. It turned into your first American League win. I think 40 saves, 40-41 saves, something like that. And most importantly, your mom was there. You had some friends in the building. You know, as, as you look back now at the end of a season, you've gone through all this stuff. How special does that that game that night up in Belleville still, you know, sort of feel to you? For sure. It was uh, definitely a special, special night for myself and my family. And it worked out really well that it was in Belleville, which is only a few hours from home here. So my mom was there. A couple of my friends were able to come. So it was nice to be able to enjoy that moment and be able to celebrate it with them as well. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I wanted to ask you too about, as we're talking about firsts, right? First year, first win, first appearance. Let's now go all the way to March and talk about that shutout that you had, your first uh, career professional shutout, 31 saves against Charlotte. And I love these games that are low scoring, right? Like the one nothing games. Uh, I, I remember it was super exciting, kind of frantic there down the stretch. Take us through uh, that memory too, knocking that one off your list. Uh, first American League shutout. Yep, yep. That was a, 
That was a fun one as well. I had uh, one of my good friends from back home, Cole Schwent, actually plays for Charlotte. So him and I have grown up together. We've kind of known each other since we were seven, eight years old. So it was, uh, it was fun. We were kind of laughing about it afterwards that uh, he was on the other side of that. But I think they got us back the next game. So They did. But, you know, I, I mean, it's for a goaltender, right, on, on any season. I know it's mostly about the win column, right? And, and it's about the team's success. But for you, was it kind of nice to get something in that shutout column, get that first one out of the way? Is that kind of a nice thing? to sort of you know remember about your year sometimes with those first ones maybe they'll maybe they'll come into your mind a little bit i think a couple games before we were in utica and i think we were up two nothing late and they end up scoring two in, in like the last minute so i think to not get one there it was nice to kind of get one a couple starts after so i was gonna ask so you know i was looking at some stuff ahead of this and i saw a couple things that really stood out to me about your start in hockey and like how you got into hockey and uh especially how you decided to become a goaltender so <laughs> For our fans who may not know, could you sort of let us know about that path? Yeah, so I think right from when I was born, my parents said they always kind of figured I'd want to play hockey. My mom would always say that when I was in the hospital after I was born, I just wouldn't stop crying unless there was a hockey game on the TV. So... (laughs) I don't know if that's maybe a bit of a fabricated story, but we'll roll with it anyways. And then as far as being a goalie, I kind of, I was a player up until I was six, seven years old, I think. And I remember in, I think the 2007 World Juniors, it was. My brother and I were watching that. We'd always play mini sticks during the World Juniors. We just kind of shoot around, mess around. And I just remember watching Carey Price win that shootout for Team Canada. And kind of after that, I think I was just set on becoming a goalie. Do you think like a lot of your game, did you find yourself really watching Carey Price? And that's like, the goalie you would model your game after was there other goalies that you really stood out to you I think there are probably a lot of guys that I try to take little things from but Carey Price of course was a huge huge guy for me that I like to watch and I think so many I think he really kind of changed the way that goalies play I think so many goalies in this generation all try to emulate that same calmness that he always has and kind of take it into their game and I feel like I try to carry that same demeanor with myself so I think he's definitely a huge influence on me we're talking here with Jet Greaves here it's the Monsters IV podcast presented by prop swap and the nba playoffs are set and prop swap is the best place to turn the hardwood into cold hard cash prop swaps the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams then sell your bets whenever you want so go to propswap.com or download the free prop swap app today jet let's talk about maybe the biggest headline from your first professional season and that was your signing your first nhl deal and getting a chance to go and experience the national hockey league hockey's highest level see what it's like behind the scenes on the bench backing up just how big is that experience for you to fuel you to get back to that place where you want to be the national hockey league yeah but it was uh really special for me to be able to sign that first contract and celebrate that with my family and um to be able to get a call up right away was i think it was a good taste to see what it's what it's like at that level and just kind of even more motivation to keep working and to get back there and hopefully become full-time there down the road yeah was it was it like a surprise when you were approached about this or how did it all kind of happen for you um usually for me i just i usually just focus on the games and playing and i, I have a good age and Cam Stewart. I've been with him since I was, I think, 14, 15 years old. So I think I usually just trust the contracts and that type of stuff to him. So he kind of takes care of that. And then he he had called me when we were in Charlotte and he said, you know, it's time you're going to you're gonna sign a contract now. So I said, uh, said perfect, send it over. So he kind of took care of all that. And I just I just get to focus on playing. Those are the phone calls agents uh, really love to make. So I'm, I'm sure that was a great moment for you guys, especially with your history together. So now, especially, it's sort of interesting talking to you out of the season because now you can sort of look back and reflect on it a little but 
but I know you said you focus on game to game, but just from us knowing, you know, Cleveland started the year with Tarasov and Barubi and then everything started to move. So you started the year in Kalamazoo and you were moving from Kalamazoo up to Cleveland back and forth and then getting this NHL contract. Now that you've sort of had a couple weeks to get out of it and sort of look back at this year, like just how has it hit you? Like, does it, is it crazy? Like, how have you felt about it all? Yeah. A lot of stuff happened. I've had a few people ask me that it's, I think it, for me, it didn't feel as crazy as it might seem. I think looking back, you know, it's not often that you play on three different teams in one season, but I think for me, we have a really good relationship with all three teams here and it's, I think it's all the messages are kind of similar so when you're going up and down from place to place I think you're kind of in contact with the same people it's good people around so I think that makes it still easy to just like I said just focus on the games and really just focus on what I'm doing so I think it was definitely a different experience playing on three different teams but it was uh, something I enjoyed and I think something we handled well yeah you know I, I'm curious like to have all those three different levels right in one year you you know you're coming out of junior you haven't played, then you get the ECHL and you, that's your first taste of pro, right? And then you get the American League. Did you have any sort of welcome to pro hockey type moments on the ice? Like not, not like, oh, wow, here I am, but more like the speed of the game was something you hadn't seen before. Or, you know, just what, what were your first impressions, I guess, of pro hockey at all three of these levels? I wouldn't say there are any there was one moment that really stood out as kind of a, a shocking moment, but I think there were definitely some adjustments or just some aspects of pro hockey that are really different as far as on the ice. I think one thing that we kind of expected going in and then we just learned to deal with as we went was there's a lot more traffic in pro hockey. Guys are bigger, guys are better about getting in lanes and tipping pucks. So I think as a goalie, that's that's a big thing you want to learn to manage. And I feel like we made some positive adjustments and we're able to deal with that. And then in pro hockey, it's just everyone's so good. There's maybe not the same disparity between the top top players and the bottom guys as there is in junior. So I think in pro, it's really just about being consistent every single day and really just finding that consistency. So I have a quick follow-up on that off the ice. So, you know, you're around a lot of the same guys. And in some of those cases, you know, you see a lot of the guys moving between all the teams. But it seems like this year you guys had a really good group and maybe, and I think that's very true, but also, especially going from last year where, you know, the teams weren't allowed to really interact too much from what we saw outside of the rink. So what was it like to be able to get connected with those guys? You know, we obviously know from Billy's podcast that you're part of this unofficial book club that's (laughs) happening with the movement with all at all. How does it feel to like, sort of when you were in Cleveland for a bit longer and getting to connect with those guys? Yeah, it's, it's. It's, um, it's really, really fun to be a part of. And I think the American League is such a such a unique league where it's a professional league and there's so many older guys that we can learn from. But there's also a lot of younger guys that are all just starting our pro careers at the same time. So for us, we're all kind of going through the same things, learning as we go. So I think it's really good for us to be able to lean on each other and kind of go through those same experiences together. And we just have fun with it, kind of try to keep a youthful energy about it, just enjoy every day. So I think it's a really good group we have and uh, we enjoy it a lot this year. Yeah, talking about the players, but I wanted to ask you about two other individuals who I know have been very important to your uh, success, uh, not just last year, but talking about Manny Legacy and Brad Teese. So what can you tell me about those two guys and how big a role they've played in your ability to uh, succeed and seize your opportunity in professional hockey? Yeah, they've both been huge for me. I, Manny, I first met uh, a few years ago when I came to development camp here. I think that was 20. 20- 2018, 2019, maybe. And I think from there, he just really 
expressed a belief in me. He told me, you know, he feels like I'm somebody he could see playing, playing in the NHL, being a good player in the NHL down the road. And I think that confidence that he showed in me then really, um, really started to build a good relationship for us. I think we, we stayed in touch after that and we would kind of speak and I would ask him questions about the game and just different things I wanted to learn from. Obviously he had such a great career himself. So it's great when you can have someone like that in your corner that you can kind of speak to and, and ask questions to and really learn the game from. So I think with Manny, it really has helped the transition, just having that relationship with him before and then continuing to build it this season. And then in Columbus, just having a familiar face there is um, it's really good to have. And then with uh, with Brad, it's kind of an extension of that. He's a um, great coach. He obviously had a great pro career himself. So it's another um, another voice to hear and just, just positive reinforcement from him, really. And I can, I can kind of ask him the same questions about how he would deal with different things in his career and really just learn from him. So I think we have a really good, um, really good goalie group in this organization with those two. And then with Joel Martin, who's in Kalamazoo, he kind of had a great career. And then even Nick Backstrom as well, who's with the Jackets organization, he had another great pro career. So I think I'm really blessed to have those, uh, those positive voices around me. Okay. So my question is, which is just a little, little known fact, honestly, because I think Tony was the one that even told me, but, um, Jet is not your legal first name, right? So what, how did, um, how did that happen? And where does Jet come from? Why did you decide to go by Jet? Like, is this just something that has been your whole life? Just what is that all about? So, right. So my first name is actually Calvin, Calvin Jet. Jet's my middle name and Jet comes from the martial artist Jet Lee. My dad was uh my dad was Taekwondo fighter when he was younger. So he was big into martial arts. So the name comes from there. And then I think that Calvin Jet, Jet Calvin is just my mom. She felt like Calvin Jet just flowed a little better than Jet Calvin. So she kind of switched it up right before I was born. And then they've uh my parents have only ever called me Jet, really. Anybody around me has ever called me Jet, but they just kind of switched the order on the birth certificate. How interesting. <laughs> and it's like a perfect um um, hockey name. I can tell you from social, I appreciate it for all the puns that I get to do for your name whenever I'm tweeting. I know I saw the perfect one. I have to give Jeff Saboda credit. I saw him put a Sharks and the Jets reference um, for West Side Story. <laughs> West Side story I just yeah. I've appreciated it a lot. So just, you know, here we are. We're in the summer. It's a little bit of downtime right now, but there is a ton of work to do to get ready for training camp uh, and all the things that go into ramping up towards uh, the 22-23 season. So just give the fans a little sense of what your training looks like and what your summer looks like and whether or not you're going to have a chance to get away from hockey a little bit too. I think for me, I always try to take some time off right after the season just to really get away from the game, kind of decompress mentally and physically and just uh, just enjoy the summer, enjoy the summer weather. You know, being away from home for so long, it's nice to get back and just spend some time with my friends and family. So uh, it's kind of where we're at right now. But I think in the next few weeks, we'll start to get back to it, get back in the gym, get back on the ice, uh, three, four times a week, probably. And uh, I think just really start building and keep building going into next season. And then um, going forward from there, just really trying to get better and get more consistent in my game. So quick follow up uh, with that NHL contract now heading into the season, something you didn't have last year. Are your goals a little different for training camp and stuff like that? Or I guess you had the same goal last year too, right? I think it's maybe a little different. I think now it's just about continuing to build on where we were last year. Hopefully this year, there'll be some opportunities to start to establish myself as an NHL player. And um, I think start to start to make that jump. But for me, it's really about just continuing to make sure I'm progressing in my game, getting better, making sure my habits are good. And I 
think uh, as long as we stay focused on that, all the other things kind of take care of themselves and fall into place. Nicole, take her away. Shootout segment. All right. We will start the shootout segment with um, going back to the season in Cleveland. So when you were not at the rink in Cleveland, what was your favorite thing to do during an off day or your downtime? There was... The Cleveland Museum of Art. We would go there a little bit on the off days. That's um, I, I like art galleries. I like uh, like through that st- kind of stuff and just really see the culture in different cities. So the Cleveland Museum of Art is probably the best art gallery I've ever been to. So uh, we had a couple off days where a few of us would spend three, four hours in there. So um, I think that was probably the spot I would I would enjoy the most. Okay, first of all, Cleveland Museum of Art is an awesome, awesome museum. If anyone in town has not been, just go. It's amazing. You'll see some some really uh, breathtaking stuff but nicole who do you think were the players the jet was taking to the art museum that's what i'm wondering what do you want to guess or jet you want to just tell us who's in the art museum group is is there a little overlap with the book club there or? i i'd like to hear i'd like to hear the guesses first oh god <laughs> <laughs> the guesses all right okay, i'll go i'll go with one i think sweezy's probably definitely in that group that's a good guess hey that's one Nicole? Um, sticking with maybe the book club, but I feel like learning about Tim Bernie more, who we need to have on the podcast next year, but I feel like <laughs> he is probably another person that appreciates art. Definitely. Yeah. Those yeah. are those are two really good guesses there. Yep. They were both uh <laughs> they're both definitely in the art crew. Anybody else we missed? Um, I think I think Gods might have been in the crew. Or if he never if he never came, I think he was he was probably the next one to come. So we'll <laughs> throw him in that crew for the sake of the podcast. You guys are turning more into like a finer things club like from the office or instead of the book club it's just the finer things club that's all i'm thinking right now we'll jump into the next one which uh is my question was what is your favorite book that was something we had on our player questionnaire and we had a couple guys answer but especially knowing that you enjoy reading what is your favorite book my favorite book of all time would have to be the outsiders oh okay that's uh that's my favorite book and favorite movie as well so i think that's just such a good story such a a, such a fun story to read and I think um, yeah I think I read that when I was in high school and that's uh, kind of a, a book a movie I always find myself going back to okay well cool last one which it sounds like hockey has been your life <laughs> since you were literally a baby but if you didn't play hockey have you ever thought about what you would do instead when I was growing up I would play I would always play hockey in the winters and I would play baseball in the summer so I would always go back and forth in the hockey I would say I'm going to be I'm going to be a hockey player when I'm older and in the summer I was so convinced that I was going to be a baseball player so I think just being from Canada naturally you just shift towards hockey everyone I mean it's such a big hockey area especially around here and a lot of my best friends were all playing hockey so I just kind of I stuck with that for that reason but if maybe if I was living somewhere else, maybe I would have, uh, I would have liked to be a baseball player. So. All right. So just athlete, athlete is always in the plans, which Blue Jays really well. of course, right? Yeah. Red Sox actually. Whoa. Nice. Okay. Red Sox. Yeah. I think Dustin Pedroia was my favorite player growing up. So I always nice. uh, shifted towards the Red Sox. I'm going to add one more quick one in because since you brought up like your favorite team, I was curious, is your favorite, do you have a favorite NHL team and was it Montreal because of Carey Price or did you actually follow someone else? I was never really huge. I usually just kind of followed the players, whichever goalie I was watching at the time. I think Henrik Lundqvist, I was a big fan of for a while. So I was, uh, I was cheering for the Rangers then. And then I think it was Martin Jones for a little bit. So I was, I was cheering for the Sharks and then uh, Carey Price. I was always, always cheering for Montreal for sure. And even uh, with Bobrovsky and Columbus, I was actually cheering for them as well. So I wouldn't say there was one team. I was, I was a bit of a bandwagoner, you might say. 
All right. Well, uh, you set us up for it here, but uh, we've got the Calder Cup playoffs well, well underway. We've got the Stanley Cup playoffs on to the second round. Give us a Calder Cup pick. Give us a Stanley Cup pick. Calder Cup, I think I'll go with uh, I'll go with Utica. We play them. Yeah. We play them pretty often. And uh, Nico Dawes, who's their goalie there, is a good friend of mine. We train together, train together in the summers. We've known each other for a while. So maybe a bit of a bias pick, but I, I'd love to see them win. And then okay. Stanley Cup. I think it's tough to say anybody other than Tampa right now. I think back-to-back champions and they just beat a really, really good team in Toronto, which is obviously people aren't too happy about around here, but uh, they, uh, they look really good again. So I'll go with Tampa for the, for the cup. Yeah. Good pick, man. I mean, it's not often you got a chance to win three in a row. So you got to imagine those guys are awfully motivated down there. So Jet, uh, I think that's it, man. Uh, Nicole, what do, you, what do you think? How do you do with the shootout? I think you did well. Again, we went some extra rounds. We probably should get better at cutting it off, but I can't help it sometimes. The extra questions just come in, but you did a great job. Jet, thanks a lot, man. Uh, a pleasure to catch up with you. Enjoy the summer. Uh, enjoy the off season. We'll see you at training camp. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great to talk to Jet Greaves or Calvin, we now know, uh, on the Monsters Eyeview podcast presented by Prop Swap with Nicole Del Volano. I'm Tony Brown here to cap off uh, this most recent episode. Lots of great stuff there. Uh, again, Nicole, as we talked about off the top of the show, what I like about Jet is he seems to have, as, as you put, just a really singular focus on what he's trying to accomplish here. Talks about it in, in sort of measured terms and he, and he comes off to me as someone who's gotten to know him this year, but also in this conversation just on its own, comes off to me is a really uh, a driven kind of a guy. And, and uh, it was fun to get to hear a little bit about his, uh, you know, about his path through the game and also just his life and his interests. Yeah. He's very driven. He's very nice. He's always, you know, all the guys are nice, but I know uh, he always stands out as someone who like will stop and like have a conversation with anybody down there, you know, any of our staff to just check in how you're doing, keep track of it. So uh, he's just great guest, great guy. And uh, excited to see more of him next year. Yeah, of course we hope he makes the Blue Jackets yes. training camp, but if he ends up back in Cleveland at some point next year, I think for our Monsters OT uh, television show, we need to go to the art museum with Jet, Sweeties, Bernie, maybe throw Sully in there, see what happens. I think it'd be a great segment. <laughs> I was just uh, on social media earlier today, and I was reminded that six years ago, we were in the midst of a playoff run too with the Monsters, so it just brought back some of those memories, thinking about these teams who are going to be mounting this push and the journey they're going to go on that is only just beginning you know there's there's nothing like the magic of the stanley cup playoffs same with the calder cup playoffs so to all you fans out there enjoy all of the great action still to come lots of hockey left before we hang it up and take a little time off for the summer but uh, nicole great job today it was a lot of fun i thought jet was awesome and uh another good episode in the books looking forward to talking to coach eves next time yeah can't wait for coach so it'll be a fun one we may need to it'll be a long one we'll have to cut it down <laughs> but looking forward to talking to coach jet did great <laughs> Good stuff. That's Nicole Del Volano. I'm Tony Brown. Big thank you goes out to Jet Greaves for joining us today. And huge thanks to you guys out there for liking, subscribing to the podcast, listening to the podcast throughout this first season. Couldn't do it without you. And the biggest thanks of all goes to our great friends at PropSwap. And the NBA playoffs are set and PropSwap is the best place to turn the hardwood into cold, hard cash. PropSwap's the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams, then sell your bets whenever you want. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free prop swap app today so for nicole davolano i'm tony brown thanks for tuning in this has been another edition of the monsters i view podcast presented by prop swap so long everybody